Welcome to the Real Estate Podcast with Deanna and Shanira, where we provide you the real estate information you want to know. I'm your host, Deanna Reynolds, a seasoned real estate attorney with years of experience, helping clients navigate the complex legal landscape of property transactions. And I'm your co-host, Shanira, a licensed real estate agent specializing in residential and commercial properties. Together, we'll be your guides on this journey to empower you in your real estate endeavors. Whether you're a first-time home buyer, an experienced investor, or simply interested in understanding the legal aspects of real estate, this podcast is for you. Yes, it is. And today, we have a hot topic where we are going to discuss women in real estate. Okay. Okay. And I want us to start with black women. Let's talk about black women in real estate, Dion. I know. We're getting into it today, aren't we, Shanira? Yes, we are. You know what, Shanira? It's no surprise that historically black women have faced unique challenges in real estate. But today, black women, we, mm-hmm. are making remarkable <laughs> strides as homeowners and investors. Absolutely. Absolutely. So absolutely, Deanna. Many black women are building wealth through real estate. We're breaking barriers and we're creating a legacy for our families. It's about financial empowerment and creating a brighter future. I know that's right. And you know what? I'm just going to start off with a statistic because sometimes, you know, we always like to talk anecdotally. Am I saying that word right? Absolutely. I think so. I don't know. We're going to go with it. Y'all know what I mean. We like to just talk about things as we think they are, but let's talk about what it is. Okay. And according to the U.S. Census Bureau um, in the survey for 2020, Home ownership rates for black women in the United States was approximately 44.1%. Wow. So you can look at that percent and, you know, let's just go with gut feeling. When you hear that 44.1% of black women own real estate, what do you think? Like, how does that make you feel? Um, I, so although the number lets me know that we've come a long way. That number um, simultaneously still lets me know we have so far to go. Yeah, yeah. Now, you know, depending on, you know, how you were raised or what experiences you had, that might seem like a very high number Yeah. or it might seem like a very low number. So, you know, if you grew up in a community where, you know, mostly everyone was renters or your family is renters. Right. You may see that 40, 44.1% and say, wow, you know, that's amazing. I, you know, I didn't know that, you know, from, you know, my family history has been a history of renters. I'm not aware of that. But if you are coming from a situation where, you know, you grew up in a property that was owned by a family member or in particular a black woman, It may seem low. So some of it is all about perspective. But you know what, Shanira? I'm with you. 44% tells me this. It tells me that it can be done. Absolutely. It can be done. Absolutely. Um, It's being done. It is being done every day. And I, you know, both you and I, for sure. I think we, you know, between the two of us, we have quite a few black women who are purchasing property. Absolutely. Majority of my clientele is black women. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And they are, you know, they're fierce. They are. (laughs) They are fierce. And and they are, you know, well on their way to walking to that 44.1% of home ownership. But it's also still less than half. 
And there's obviously disparities in home ownership. And there is a persistent home ownership gap between black women and other demographic groups. Um, white households, for example, have historically have had a higher home ownership rate. Yes. So there's definitely a disparity between, you know, where that particular demographic is versus the majority. But there's also challenges. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's challenges. And I just want to piggyback on that um, from historically, right? Uh, white, white households having a higher home ownership rate. I won't stay long there, but I will say this. Um, unfortunately, most black families are building from the ground up hmm. versus where other races, that generational wealth has already been created and things are passed down. There's more assistance. There's, there's, there's just more opportunity, period. And so most of us are, are starting from the bottom up. But that is to be celebrated in itself. So although black women face challenges, right? We face challenges to access and home ownership, you know, due to different factors, like, like we just stated, um, income. Hmm. And, you know, historically our income is lower, right? That wage gap. That wage gap is huge. Um, we have credit issues. We, we get all these credit cards when we go to college. And that money management piece is just not taught. So you graduate, you, you're, you're over your head in debt with student loans, credit card debt. It's unbearable. You know what? I need to interject real quick when it comes to challenges. And, and you know, before I go into that, I don't want anyone who does not identify with a black woman not to think this conversation applies to you. It does. Because assuming you are in America... You are part of the population and black persons are either your neighbors, mm -hmm. potential clients or customers. Yeah. So, you know, don't 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 zone out on us. This right. is important to you if you are part of this country, even here abroad, because when we say black women, we're talking specifically about America. But these disparities exist in other countries where black women are minorities as well. But when you were talking about challenges, you know, one thing that's very common with black women is we're the ones holding it down. If Absolutely. you happen to be a successful black woman, you're not just responsible for your household. You may be caring for parents, family members, siblings. Um, you are the one that's holding everything together. So if you're one of those persons who's blessed enough to have a good job, your income is not your own. That's right. <laughs> You're taking care of other people, and it doesn't even have to be children. It could be just full-grown people who are dependent on you, maybe not every day, but to bail them out of a tough situation, that's a challenge. Absolutely. So I'm sorry. I just had to speak <laughs> Absolutely. on that. Go no, ahead. Back it, to the challenges. I'm sorry. And, it, and it's true. And it's so true. Um, and, and, and maybe not just you know, younger minority children, mm. we're still helping our adult children. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So we have extended family, everything, mm. right? And so we have all those challenges with these, um, with the income that we're saying where there's all, already a wealth gap in place. 
and, and it's not your own all the time. So with that being said, though, let's shed some light on this. With, with the challenges that we're saying that uh, families are facing as it relates to home ownership, I just want to congratulate with everything that mm. we just said. I just want to congratulate black women for being strong, for, like she said, holding it down, for despite, despite the challenges, despite what society is saying, we are still buying homes. We are getting prepared. We are making the sacrifices mm. to create generational wealth. We're trying to build a legacy so our kids and the kids that proceed, you know, that come after them don't have to start from the ground up. So yeah. I just want to congratulate you. You're doing an amazing job. And and I know it's difficult and it's hard when you're on that path, but I want you to just keep moving forward, right? Yeah. Why? Why should you keep moving forward? Because home ownership is, has been, will always be a critical tool for wealth building mm -hmm. in the U.S. Owning a home allows individuals, families to build equity over time. And I just want my black women to be a part of building legacies. Absolutely. Um, in this American system, everyone has a right to participate in the dream of home ownership. So if you do not identify as a black woman, you need to dispel any notions there might be if you receive an offer from someone you think that might be a black woman. You need to be open to the fact that these are qualified home buyers. These are people who could be, you know, important parts of your community or someone who could just end up being a buyer for a piece of real estate that you are in the process of selling. Now, going into, you know, you know, black women, you know, we have our obstacles, but it isn't just reserved for women of color. So I do want to specify that we did emphasize on black women, but I have to acknowledge, you know, other minority groups and other women of color who are dealing with the same type of issues, especially those who are first generation Americans. You are dealing with a lot of the similar issues of trying to be the person who holds everything together. You might even be the only person in your family who speaks English and you are being the person responsible for helping your your family navigate the landscape of being a homeowner. Another group I want to focus on are single women. I, you know, I'm, I'm going to be 100. A dual income household has advantages. Yes, it does. It's two incomes. I don't care how you splice it. That's right. It, you know, I don't care if you if that other person is your married partner or just someone you living with. Two incomes is just more money, point blank period. Yep. So, so you know, single women regardless of race do have issues as well. So when we explore the world of single women in real estate, whether by choice or circumstance, single women are thriving in the real estate market. So one thing I want to say that's important for everyone, women of color, anyone, black, blue, purple, whatever, you need to be educated. And I really want to emphasize this for single women. If you are the only person going into this, this process 
I almost feel like it's more important for you to be more informed if you're married. Because at least you can kind of lean on that other person's salary. But if it's on you, mm-hmm. take the time and get the information. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's right. So, so like you said, Deanna, single women are proving that they don't need a partner to make smart investment rule, uh, moves. And like I said, real estate provides financial stability. It also gives you a sense of pride mm. and, and independence through home ownership. It's a different kind of feeling. Mm-hmm. So I just want to say single women, um, when you get that pre-approval, because <laughs> it's just you, so you don't have that, you don't have that two, um, you don't have that two income household like we just talked about. Possibly you don't because you could be a single woman and, you know, be purchasing with someone mm-hmm. else, a mother, family. Mm-hmm. But if it's just that, and even if it's other family in a house, don't, don't be house poor. Mm. Don't, Take your entire pre-approval mm-hmm. and max out 55% of your income on your mortgage. Why? Because you got, and that's 55% of your gross income. So what you take home is completely different. You want to have the ability to be able to save when things happen because you don't have the other income. To fall back on. Oh, Shanira, I need you to go, go back wrong. that again. I need you to tell, say those numbers again and emphasize about being house poor. Okay, so with an FHA loan, you can qualify for up to 55% of your gross income. That's how much you make before they take taxes out. That's how much you make before they deduct the pension, your health care. That is how much you make before everything is deducted. Mm-hmm. Your, your pre-approval is based off based off of that gross income. So after they take all those deductions, what you bring at home, if you max out that pre-approval, is less than 45% because we got to take, we got to subtract all of those things before you even, the money even hits the bank. So you have a gas bill, you got an electric bill, you have a water bill, you possibly have cable with internet, you probably have a security bill, you might have a lawn care guy, um, then little maintenance things. All of these things need to be taken into account when you're budgeting for that home. So once again, don't be house poor. Don't be check to check. Make sure you have a nest egg where you can save for a rainy day. Because believe me when I tell you, whether you're a homeowner or not, the rainy days still come. So make sure you just have that nest egg. Absolutely. So let's just talk about numbers roughly if you're a numbers person. So let's just say you're doing it real big. You you blessed and you have a nice income. So I'm just going to make up a nice salary let's say seventy thousand dollars that's a lot of money that's a whole bunch but that whole much can go by real fast real fast (laughs) you you may qualify real fast a lot of money (laughs) (laughs) and you may get that pre-approval for you know close to two thousand six hundred dollars a month that's a lot of money but as Shanira said 
I'm sure you want to do other things too. So Shanair was talking about utilities, <laughs> but some of y'all like getting your hair done and your nails done. I was just covering the basics. I mean, some of you all like having vacation. And driving nice cars. And driving nice cars. Okay. So I, we're not trying to discourage you. We no. just, we are, we are friends. Yeah. So all my single ladies out there, you know, if no one tells you, take a minute, take a breath. You can still have a very cute, lovely home without Absolutely. maxing out on the pre-approval. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you something. It's no one's job to tell you no. You get that pre-approval letter. You are the client. You are the customer. It's no one's job to tell you no. So if no one tells you no, Shanira and I are not going to tell you no. Nope. We're just going to say, hey, sis, <laughs> let's think about this. What type of lifestyle <laughs> you want to have? What lifestyle you want to have? Do you still want to live? You still want to <laughs> enjoy things? Because that's all I'm going to say. Do you want, like she said, you want to take trips when you, you want to go shopping every now and again and not through maxing out credit cards? That's it. I just want to say. Yeah. So I guess, <laughs> I, just I mean, this that. is true for all type of women and all type of buyers, but we're just emphasizing this for people. Again, it, it, just people, if your income is the only income in that house, and that could be if you're a single woman or maybe you're the breadwinner for the family. So there are married women who they have their partner, you know, doing, mm-hmm. you know, staying home. Yes. You know, let's not max that out. Let's right. just put something aside. And I promise you, you can still make your Instagram, Pinterest board dreams come true on a house that maybe just has less square footage. Hmm. Less square footage. Or, <laughs> or, because nobody wants to be a landlord, or you buy a multi-unit. Let's get it. Let's get it. Uh, let's get that money. You buy a multi-unit. You let your tenants cover majority of the bills, if not all of them. And then, one day, it's a possibility you won't be a single income household anymore. You may get married, meet the love of your life. Or not. Oh, I'm just saying you may. So if you do and if you don't, you know, whatever the case may be, you may choose to upgrade. Now, the unit that you were living in, in this multifamily unit, now you have the ability to rent that out and have some passive income coming in. And even and after you put away for savings for that building, you may have something left over to go towards paying for your home. Let your assets pay for your liability. I know that's right. And if what if Shanira is saying is speaking to you, I ask you to go look at a previous episodes we recorded called Invest the Nest. That's right. It was basically saying maybe before you buy that dream single family home, maybe consider an investment property. So go in the feed and find that find that podcast. Yes, sis, you could do it. I know that's right. <laughs> and speaking of doing it, you know, real estate has no age requirement on it. It's not a young person's game. Mm-mm. I have some of the m- most joy helping women become first-time home buyers at the later years of their life. Yes. When you talk about a joyous celebration, yes. uh, they, they the ones. They yes. have tears. They're crying. Yes. They're thinking that it was something that was not possible, but... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, whatever your higher power exactly. is exactly right Let me stop there <laughs> but you want to talk about some celebrations right so you know the experience of older women in real estate 
Age should never be a barrier to property ownership. Absolutely. Point blank, period, the end. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you know, older women bring a wealth of knowledge to the table. You have life experience. So you probably already know going in the gate that you don't want to be house poor because you understand what type of lifestyle you want to have. So you're already prepared for, you know, having the mindset. So sometimes it takes a little discipline to get there. So I guess my advice is for an older woman is that age does not have a real estate does not have an age. It is never too late. And it's still a way for you to leave um, assets and income to your family. I don't care if you 85, 99, if you want to buy a house, buy that house because it's another way for you to lead a, lead a legacy for your family or at least to be a testament for how it's going to, um, how you did it. Have you heard those stories, Shanira, of, you know, somebody graduate college mm -hmm. and they're 82? I know, right? Yeah, I love those stories. <laughs> Absolutely. Same thing with real estate. There's nothing Same wrong thing. with that at all. No, no, there's no age limits, like she said. So I just want to say, in conclusion to everything we've talked about, and I know we've 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 talked about we've talked about black women, we've talked about single women, we've talked about our amazing, wise, older women. I just want to say that women from all walks of life can benefit from buying in real estate. There's no, there's no specific demographics that it only applies to. We all can share in this wealth. It's a path, it's a path to financial security. It gives an empowerment that um, most of us can't even put in words. And, and like I said, it helps, it helps to build that legacy. We are creating generational wealth through real estate. We just have to know the steps, make informed decisions, and you can do this. So whether you're a black woman, a single woman, an older woman, take the steps. Take the steps toward home ownership. And if you don't know, and if you don't know, what that entails, if you don't know the first thing to do, mm. then get a trusted real estate agent, a trusted real estate attorney mm. Mm -hmm. to guide you through that process. Because remember, it's not, you're not just buying property. You are investing in your future, in your children's future, in your grandchildren's future. And that's just amazing. Mm, let the church say amen. I love it. <laughs> Maybe we should call this episode, You Got It, Sis. You got it, sis. I like that. You, you got, got it. it. You got this. You got this. <laughs> and if you and if you possibly don't think that you have this, mm. if you just need a little motivation, a little encouragement, a little guidance. We are here to assist you on that journey. I know that's right. So at this time, we're going to encourage you to subscribe and tune in to our coming episodes because we got the encouragement that you need. So I've been your host and real estate attorney, Deanna Reynolds. And, and she's been. And I've been your co-host, Shanira Carter, your real estate agent in this one. 
wonderful journey of building generational wealth and creating legacy. You got yes, it, sis. You, you got, got this, it. sis. You got it, sis. You got it. <laughs> and-